On today's Friday Fire, we changed it up a little bit and talked about the upcoming holiday weekend and how you might want to approach it. I know that a lot of times we can get stuck in the moment, we can get emotionally influenced by everything going around us and end up five days later feeling like we're 20 pounds heavier and holding on to a whole lot of water weight and shame. And so we wanted to talk through how we approach holiday weekends, how you might want to rethink things so that you can enjoy it, but also leave it feeling your best. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is barely oh. over Happy Friday! Fourth of July weekend We are actually driving this afternoon I'm, I'm like, oh shit <laughs> I'm just what? looking at my calendar I am, this is, so this is insane So I had an OB appointment for October last year or November. And now it's this Friday and you're going to have to cancel And now it's again. June 30th and I'm going to have to cancel. So it went from October and November, whatever day it was. And I, something came up and I couldn't do it. And so we pushed it to February. I think one of the kids was sick. And then I had the wrong day and I thought it was a Friday and it was a Thursday and I couldn't make it. So then I pushed it to June 30th apparently. And I'm just now looking at this date and I'm like, I'm not going to make that because it's at 2.30 and I think we're leaving at like noon for Michigan that... <laughs> I'm going to go a full year. I'm going to go a full year. Yeah, I blame the OB office, to be honest. I'm sorry. You can't get me in in four months. Yeah, that's a long time. Like, come on. Is this just for your annual? It's just for my annual, so I don't care. But also, if you don't have an abnormal pap, they say that you can go every three years now for it. Yeah. I did have an abnormal pap oh. after Taylor. Oh. But, but they, then they check it at six months? And it was fine. Yeah. So, then so like, fine. technically, it was fine. So three years. Yeah. I'm not concerned. I'm just I mean, the less that I can have someone up in my... Up in my vajayjay, the better. <laughs> Thank you very much. Also, didn't I tell... I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I met one of Carson's yes. friend's moms that's apparently an OB in my practice. And I was like, hopefully I never see you. So my best friend growing up, her mom was a nurse practitioner in my OB practice. And like, she was the one that kind of helped navigate like, okay, this is when you should start going to the OB. But like, obviously we put on the charts, like she wasn't yeah. going to be my nurse practitioner because that would just be weird. Um, but she was so sweet. She would always come in and just like say hi and check on me. And like, you know, she talked me through like, this is what's going to go down. Cause like, you have no idea. No, like no clue. I, I think my mom was there, but I don't think she was the one that was like giving me kind of the walkthrough of I like, think I went to Planned Parenthood in Memphis in college. Oh really? I think that's what I did. Oh, no, I, was the, I was the OB early cause of my acne and the horrible, horrible periods and stuff, but like explaining the process. And I was just chatting with my sister about it this past weekend too. Like, explaining the process of checking your tubes is something that I feel like should be a more in-depth conversation than take 600 milligrams of ibuprofen before you come in because that shit is a procedure that needs to be like, give me some local or give me some actual painkillers and like 600 milligrams. Like to me, it's not going to do much. No, it was, it's excruciating. Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to these things, like if you're an OB, you're a nurse practitioner, like, and you know why, Maybe they just want to not, they don't want to tell people because they don't want to scare people off. But like, that was very helpful. I remember Kathy came in and she had a conversation with me and then my eyes lit up like a raccoon. Like they're going to do what? (laughs) They're going to stick what up there? Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, so today we are, (laughs) I was like, oh shit. (laughs) We're going to flip the script and we are going to give you um, kind of just some tips for this weekend. So we know that a lot of people are traveling. We were, you know, chatting. We're having a five day vacation. 
as of today, I haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to camp somewhere. We might just go to my sister's and camp at the lake actually yeah. for a day or two. Yeah. Cause we have some, like we have a party on Sunday, which is right in the middle and it's like our best friend's yeah. party. We can't miss. So anyways, um, but throughout this weekend, these five days or whatever is going on for you, want to just give you some tips, uh, for you to stay on track, uh, or maybe just not throw everything aside in your healthy lifestyle for the next five days. Um, or do you and deal with the consequences? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I, <laughs> you can do that as well. It, it's your life, you know? And I don't know. I just like, I have come so far from that it is not even a consideration anymore. Because as soon as I start to feel a little off, I'm like, oh, I hate this feeling so much. I forgot how much I hated it. Get me back. Yeah. Get me back there. And so I get it because I used to be there. I used to like the 4th of July weekend was such a trigger. It was what I would like prepare the entire year for because it is that big of a party. It is. Oh, at your Yes. So my, my in-law, or I'm sorry, my um, aunt and uncle own a house on a lake in Grand Rapids, like a small lake, man-made yeah. lake. But there's pontoon, speedboats, tubing, all that stuff. And like pre-kids, it was ice cream shots and drinking all day and then drinking at night and all the things. And then me passing out at 4 p.m. on the couch and then waking up and eating an entire bag of Chex Mix. And I it was a disaster. And I am like, I am still made fun of by my family because of my inability to drink and be in social situations like a normal human being. So I, <laughs> I, I don't even worry about that anymore, but that's what it used to be for me. That is like, absolutely, I get it. I used to be that person where it was go hard because I only drink however many times a year and I would get blasted and then be miserable for weeks because I was so bloated and felt so disgusting. Yeah, you're very sensitive to alcohol. I am very sensitive to alcohol. I don't have those reactions to alcohol. So who was I talking to? It was one of our clients the other day. She's like, oh, I could totally see like you would be like the person. I'm like, oh, I would be leading the charge. If we had a Fit Mom event and we were allowed to drink, <laughs> we would be going to like the dance club. Becca would be with us. I would be with you, but I would like be asleep at some point, somewhere in a corner and then wake up and eat everything. Where I would be like, let's, you know, dance on tables, like leading a workout or something like trying to, oh my gosh. Um, anyways, but yeah, no, uh, you know, you just, you don't, I don't, I just don't want to feel like the level of inflammation. Like you can yeah. go and you can enjoy, but you're, you know, I think this is where it comes into knowing yourself and knowing your body and like having that intuition. So honestly, for me, fried foods or like ice cream makes me feel worse than alcohol. Mm. Like I just feel like my, it sits in my stomach, the sugar and just like the oils and stuff. Like I just don't do well with those things. And so it makes it a lot easier to just be like, nah, I'm good. You know? So I think I want to just talk on this today. First and foremost, remember that it's not just like if you're traveling, for example, one event, you know, it's typically you're eating out a lot. It's multiple days, right? You're eating out a lot more. You are exposed to inflammatory oils in restaurants. Uh, even if you're not choosing the fried foods, you're probably not moving as much depending upon what the travel situation looks like. Maybe by the time, you know, you're at your destination, you are, but your routine is off, right? So that can throw off everything already from your circadian rhythm to your internal, um, you know, digestive patterns and motility and so forth. So you might find that you feel a little more constipated or just like a little more bloated, kind of gassy, things like that. 
So stay on top of your water, right? More electrolytes, more water. You know, for me, a lot of times I will bring like water kefir. I know that's one thing that I already have like on deck for a couple of the events that we have coming up because I want to feel like I have something bubbly, refreshing. I love the one that I get from Trader Joe's. It's like an orange mango and it's low in calories, pretty light. Um, or you could do like, even a diet Dr. Pepper kill me mm-hmm. as a nutritional, you know, functional nutritionist. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll drink a diet Dr. Pepper, but it's to me about like what could be minimizing other things. Yeah. So, you know, just being mindful of the accumulation of the entire four or five days. Like maybe you think about too, like I had a conversation with one of my girls. She's going to have a fun weekend, but it starts off with a concert. So we talked about like, where is it more important to you to feel like you could have a couple drinks with your girlfriends that are coming in from out of town? She's like, probably the concert, right? She's like the other family stuff when we're just hanging out, grilling out. I don't really care about that. So I was like, perfect. So set yourself some limitations around that, that, you know, that's the night that you're going to have some drinks. And then the rest of the weekend, you're going to bring like a cured, you know, CBD elixir or a water kefir or something else, a, a diet, you know, and then you've not let it spiral you into four or five days back to back essentially. Um, And then what I would say is like, think about what you can do to prepare if you do want to have even like a fun meal. So say you're going to your best buddy's house and you know, like here's an example. We had a party one year where we had a chef come in Mm. um, and he did like a private event at our friend's house. So we were all in the backyard. I obviously am not going to sit there and cherry pick his menu. He's a a private chef, right? So he's making all these different things. And so I wasn't going to be super concerned about like carbohydrates and, you know, things like that. Like I, I can't have these things or bring my own food to this event. So I planned ahead and just ate really well during the day. I think I pushed my breakfast back a little bit, got a lot of fruits, vegetables, some protein in, but I ate pretty light so that I didn't feel like my whole day was going to just like implode because I have no idea what he's cooking with. Um, and then eat what you want, leave what you don't want. So like, I remember that night he had some really good, um, appetizers and stuff, but if it wasn't worth it to me, I didn't take more than a bite of it. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of was like, okay, cool. Like pass it around, like share like tapas style. So you don't have to, just because you put something on your plate, finish that plate. You could taste it. You could push your food around. I do that a lot, to be honest. Like if I don't like something, I just like push it around to make it look like I ate more than I did. Sounds like a kid, but honestly, if you don't want to offend somebody, you could do that as well. Um, you know, and then I just think about, for me, I don't go into environments that are triggering hungry. Yes. I like to have a snack beforehand. I like to feel like I could eat, but I'm not going in with a growling stomach because then your eyes are bigger than your stomach and then you just overeat. Yeah. I, there's a couple of things that I often talk to clients around. One, you have to be careful with grazing because grazing disrupts your fullness level hormones. And so you don't realize fullness until it's too late. And I think anyone can attest to this. Like you've been at something that just has like picky food all day long. And then by the end of the day, you feel sick to your stomach. And you're like, I didn't feel like I eat or I didn't feel like I ate that much. But across the course of the day, it accumulated a lot. And then you feel awful. And so if you're in those situations, I always say, actually get a plate so you can visualize what you're eating and then leave it. Like move away from it. Don't pick from big bowls. Don't, you know, take bites of things throughout the day. Make a plate and then drink water the rest of the time and get away from the food table. A couple other things. If there are 
you know, whole unprocessed foods, stick to those if you can. If there are not, portions. You got to, por- because if you're eating foods that are processed, that are fried, that are higher calorie, they're going to be denser in nature. And so you just eat less of them. I would, I, the perfect example was this past Saturday night, we all went to a baseball game together, um, Liz and Art and Marcus and um, Liz's sister. And then I went with Nick and the kids. They, they had no options. Like I think the healthiest thing was a breaded chicken sandwich. Um, and so I chose not to get anything. Um, Nick got French fries and chicken tenders for the kids and ice cream and stuff like that. We wanted it to be a whole fun experience. I ate half of one of Carson's chicken tenders and maybe like five or seven fries. And then I had, I think, two or three bites of ice cream and I just ate when I got home. Um, it, it, I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel full. I felt fine because I portioned the really dense foods versus what I think a lot of people get into the situation of is YOLO. There's no options that are healthy. So I'm just going to eat whatever the hell I want. And then you feel sick to your stomach because you overconsumed, or the people that are like, I got to fit it all in because I don't know when I'm going to allow myself to have these foods again. And then you just gorge yourself and you feel awful. And so portion control is huge. Um, And like Liz was saying, having your head on a swivel in terms of evaluating what all is coming up, what has happened what you have consumed, what you want to consume. And I try and do this on a monthly basis for a lot of clients too, especially during the summer when there's a lot going on, because in the moment you can get very enticed. You can get very influenced emotionally and you choose to have things because in the moment it seems nice. But then you evaluate after a weekend and you're like, shoot, Friday night I have two glasses of wine because it was the end of the work week. Saturday night we went out to dinner and I had a burger and fries. And Sunday we went to brunch and I had omelets with pancakes and mimosas. Like that's a lot in the course of a weekend. And so now we were in the moment too much. We weren't evaluating on Sunday at brunch like, oh, shoot, last night I had a burger and fries. And the night before I had two glasses of wine. Maybe I should get, you know, an egg white omelet with some veggies and some water. Like, and so it, it's an in the moment thing and we don't think backwards. We just think in that moment or we don't think forwards. I have something tomorrow. This brunch place has the most amazing, you know, fluffy pancakes that I want to have tonight. Instead of getting a burger and fries like I want, I'm going to get a salad. Yep. And so it's, it's constantly evaluating. And I think doing that on a monthly basis is really helpful because a lot of people have a lot of events. We had the baseball game. We then had, I had a birthday party the next day with Carson where I was on a bus all day. And then at the field or the, the Brookfield Zoo, I brought my own food to that because I, the night before it wasn't ideal. And then I know this upcoming weekend, it's Father's Day. The following weekend, we have family in town the whole weekend. The weekend after that, it's 4th of July. Like the, here we are. So I knew there was a lot going on. So I'm personally not having any temptations probably until 4th of July where I might enjoy a drink or two and some of the food there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just have to take a, a step back and really look at planning and being strategic and deciding what's worth it to you. You know, like I can't think of anything like I wanted to have a piece of cake that I got for Marcus's birthday because the last few years I've done 75 hard. And this year I was like, you know what, I'm getting his, you know, custom gourmet Mario cake, which was gorgeous. And, um, you know, I wanted to have a little bit of that outside of that. I mean, I don't know. There's just not a lot of things I feel that are going to be big triggers. Now I would add on to this, that if you are going somewhere where you just, you say like, I don't know what the food plan is, or you think it might be less than ideal. If you have the ability, bring something. 
Um, it doesn't have to be like your full meal that you like, you know, tell everybody you're eating your own food while they're going out to eat or things like that. But for example, like I know we have a couple of situations where I'm offering like, what can I bring to your party? And if they say, oh, like you don't have to really bring anything, I'm still going to bring something to share with people. And it's going to be something that I know that I can eat. So we have, for example, um, this watermelon salad that we absolutely love. Uh, it's a recipe. I'll share it at some point in time. I'm not going to roll it off the tongue um, right now, but my husband makes it. And so it's really nice. It's summery. Then we usually do like a fruit tray of some sort. Thankfully, you know, my son also like not fruit tray, veggie tray. Thankfully, Marcus likes um, veggies as well. Some of them at least, uh, or he'll just feed the carrots to your dogs if you have dogs. <laughs> um, and so we know that we're at least bringing something that, okay, like I could fill up on a little bit of that and then maybe just go with some sort of like protein option. Or again, like if I'm in a situation like we're going on a boat and I don't know where we're going for a restaurant, I'm going to go in. I'm not going to be super hungry. So there I could just get something real simple, right? So you can still manage these things without being like the crazy person that's like packaging up their food, acting like they're a bodybuilder and no to you guys if you're in show prep or something like that like that's the season that you're in during this time but I know for me like I'm not going to bring my six pack and whip out like a full blown you know by the way meal. if people don't know what a six pack is it's not a six pack of beer it's actually a meal prep container thing oh yeah that <laughs> yeah that it's the, it's the brand name look up six pack, six pack. meal yeah. container whatever cooler yeah um, it's kind of alignment with like people getting six pack abs, right? Cause you're bringing yeah. all this stuff. So anyways, I think it's just important for you to think about what you can do and then try not to stress if it's not perfect. Like at the end of the day, if you died tomorrow, not that we want that to happen by any means, would you want to look back and be like, man, I sat there miserable because like I was so hungry that I couldn't eat anything at this party. Like if it's just a situation that you're caught in and like things just didn't go according to the plan, like Again, like Becca is saying, like portion control it, drink more water, try to flush your body, eat a lot more vegetables the next day, go for a walk, you know, do things that you can do to try to keep that inflammation down and, you know, support your digestive system. But if you are out there and you are stressing over the fact, like I'm going to go to a wedding, or I'm going to go to a birthday party or whatever, and, you know, I'm going to have to miss out on some of the events because, you know, I can't eat what these people are eating. We don't want that for anyone. And I don't care what season of life you're in. I don't think that should have to be you like, you know, leaving a situation or sitting in the car by yourself. Um, you know, I, I just would say make the best of it. And again, try to look at that whole view and the accumulation effect. And you're going to have to say no. Sometimes you are going to have to say no. Sometimes you are going to probably have to hurt some people's feelings and be like, nah, man, I'm passing, you know, on the booze today or I'm passing on the ice cream tonight. Like you're going to have to say no, nobody can do that for you, but you got to just look at what is more important to you, you know, in the moment, like is another beer more important or would you like to wake up feeling well rested tomorrow, get up, go to the gym, you know, move your body, get back onto your normal routine because the food wasn't maybe on par, right? So we hope that that helps you guys this weekend, whatever you're doing, have fun, enjoy it, be present uh, with your family and your friends and safe travels.